Welcome to the Authorpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, thriller writer, Amelia Hay. On this podcast, I will bring you writing, book marketing, and self-publishing advice so that you can create your dream author business, build your author platform, and be creatively independent. You can find the episode show notes and lots more information on the podcast page at ameliahay.com forward slash podcast. So you developed an idea or one-liner pitch for your story and now you're feeling stuck and are not sure what to do next and you're wondering how do you go from a simple idea to a well-developed story. If you can identify with that situation then this is for you. In this two-part mini-series I'm going to discuss the exact steps you need to take to go from a simple story idea or one-liner pitch to a story synopsis. haven't created a one-liner pitch for your story I really recommend that you pause and create that now before you sort of dive in and create a synopsis. The reason why I say this is a one-liner pitch is really important for several reasons and the most important one being you need to be able to describe your story in one short sentence. Maybe not short sentence but you need to just be able to describe your story story into one or two sentences. That's how you're able to tell if you have a good story, if you're able to explain it in such a simple way. I'll put a link to that in the description box below just to help you really refine your story idea before you then go and flesh it out. So if you've never written fiction before, you may not be clear as to why you need to write a story synopsis. A synopsis essentially is like a blueprint for your story. Before you then go out and map out your story, you need to nail down a few key moments in your story. A story essentially needs to have a little bit of structure to to make sense. And this is what a synopsis will help create. It'll help you nail down those those few key concepts before you then go out and, and outline. It's just so that you're not out outlining blindly that you know where your story is going and then when you outline you're just piecing in the gaps between these key moments. I've created an eight-step process on how to flesh out your story idea into a synopsis. I've broken this down into eight bite-sized steps to help you avoid overwhelm and to ensure you spend the time considering the most important aspects of story creation. What is your story's main problem? Something in your story needs to go wrong for your characters because no one wants to read about characters going through everyday life and everything going smoothly. Not only is that boring, but it's unsuspenseful. There's no mystery. There's nothing to pull the reader through to that final page in your story, which is what you really want as a writer. So consider what goes wrong for your story. This is essentially your story's main problem. This problem is what your plot needs to solve by the time you reach that final page. There needs to be some type of resolution to this problem. Essentially this problem obviously needs to relate back to your one-liner pitch. What is at stake in your story? 
something big needs to happen to your characters in the story and this problem needs to be big enough for the readers to care and this problem if it isn't resolved needs to have real world consequences these consequences obviously need to be real enough for your characters but they also need it needs to be real enough for your readers this is what's going to keep them flipping through the pages of your book trying to figure out what happens at the end of your story so consider what is the worst case scenario what if the problem that we talked about in step one isn't resolved by the end of your story? The answers to these questions are essentially the consequences or what's at stake for your characters. For the sake of being overdramatic, think about when would be the worst possible time for all of this to go wrong for your character. Make note of that and work this into your story as well. It needs to be what goes your big problem needs to be really big it needs to be bigger than your character and they need to sort of feel like they may not be able to overcome this problem and it needs to happen at the worst possible time because your character needs to step up to the plate and take action either succeed or sometimes fail sometimes there is a bit of a, a fail in a story it isn't popular with readers but it is an option your protagonist. I know sometimes the protagonist is quite obvious but sometimes it isn't especially in the early stages of creating a story. I would like to point out that it's really important that you create the problem first before you create the protagonist. Even after all of this sometimes it isn't obvious who your protagonist is. You could have a few options. So I want you to consider who is central to your story's problem or conflict. Like if you take a character away the story doesn't make sense in any way. That character is usually your protagonist. You also need to consider who has the most to lose and also who has the ability to resolve this conflict. They may not be able to resolve it right now but they need to sort of be able to develop the ability as your story progresses to then resolve this problem or conflict at the end. This is something I didn't do when I created Immunity but I'm, I needed to get clear on why this particular protagonist and not somebody else. Why is this person's point of view integral to your story? At this stage you don't need to create an in-depth character profile or even given, given like decide on a name and all those that finite detail or even backstory at this stage. You just need to identify who it is. I would actually take this step after you do an outline but you need to identify the opposing forces of, the st of your story. This is what's really important for your story synopsis. At this stage I just refer to people as their role. Like at the moment I'm outlining a novella within my sort of James Lalonde universe and I'm referring to one of the characters in the synopsis as archaeologist, female archaeologist. That's really not creative at all. But at this stage, that's all that matters. All I'm, I'm sort of identifying the characters. I've been obviously James is the protagonist in that because it's a part of the series. Once you've, you're writing a series, it's much easier because you know who your protagonist is. It's obvious. It's really important that you identify who your protagonist and why you're choosing them and why telling your story through their point of view is important and not someone else's point of view because you need to make sure you definitely have the right person for your story.
Who is your antagonist? Someone or something needs to stop your protagonist from getting what they want. This person or thing is usually your story's antagonist. The reason why I say who or what is because sometimes the bad guy or the villain isn't an actual person in the story. It can be a much larger thing. In conspiracy style thrillers usually it's like some type of government thing or, or some type of larger body. Sometimes it can be actually the natural environment. An example of that would be, it's a very old movie, but the movie Dante's Peak, and it's it's a volcano that explodes, and the volcano is essentially the bad, the villain in the story. Not quite the villain, but it's the antagonist in the story. So you need to think of who or what is going to stop your antagonist from getting what they want. The antagonist needs to have a, a really valid reason for doing this, because your antagonist essentially is the person who sets the problem in motion. They may Make that first step to create that problem that your main character stumbles across in the story and it becomes part of their world. This needs to happen for a very valid reason. The reason why I, I sort of say this is no one sort of wakes up one morning and decides, you know what, today I'm going to be a supervillain. They have very valid reasons for doing for doing it and the valid, their reasons are very valid for them. They're very passionate about why they do what they do and they're able to uh, uh, sort of articulate that. So you need to sort of create a character opposing force who has a set of beliefs that sets this story in motion. They have a very valid reason. Usually when you think of somehow someone becomes, takes a darker path in life, they don't, it's something that happens subtly. They might be passionate about something that's actually a, wor a, a worthwhile cause and usually what happens is, is they become really passionate and they don't keep themselves in check. They let themselves run wild with this until it's at a point where it's crazy and they're actually starting to really affect other people's lives in a very negative way. Like responsible for the deaths of a lot of people. I know that's an extreme example when you think of sort of like Lex Luthor. He didn't wake up one morning and was a bad guy. He took a path there. He's a very sort of intelligent sort of charismatic bad guy but he had probably noble reasons to start off with but they were left unchecked and they just snowballed and suddenly he's doing all, all the crazy things in, in the Superman comics and he becomes Superman's arch enemy and he's almost like a he, he's the perfect match for the Superman Clark Kent character because he's, I'm going to say, an equal, but they have different strengths. Obviously, Superman's strengths are very obvious, whereas Lex Luthor's sort of more, he's quite charismatic, he's super intelligent, and he's at a, he's at a match for Superman. And sometimes you also need to give people the illusion that this antagonist is, all, is almost better than your protagonist. Like, they're more intelligent it, they need you need to give the reader a sense that this person that your antagonist whether it's a person or a thing could actually win and this needs to be a real possibility and at some point in your story this is how it needs to play out it needs to look like oh my god the bad guy is going to win because that's what keeps you up at like that's how you end up at 3 a.m in the morning still reading your book you actually think at some point that the bad guy's gonna win and you're like no and you you've like really invested in the story and you're invested in you've taken a side essentially you want your reader to take, to take a side whichever side they take and they need to be flipping through the book to make sure that the side that they've picked is actually going to win at the end and they need to believe at some point that this isn't going to happen that's how you really create that great antagonist protagonist i want to call it relationship it's a very damaged relationship but it's a relationship nonetheless <laughs> 
So those are the first four steps to fleshing out your story idea into a synopsis. I've decided to end here and create a two-part series and I want to make this as easy for you as possible. I want you to take a few moments and get clear on the main problem that your story addresses. So what is that main problem and what's at stake for these characters if this main problem isn't resolved? Then I want you to get clear on who your protagonist is as well as who your antagonist is and why these particular people and not other people or things in your story. So are you struggling to flesh out your story idea into a much larger synopsis or well-developed story? And which one of these tips did you find most helpful? I want to hear from you. Let me know by coming over to the blog post and sharing your thoughts and experiences in the comments section. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Authorpreneur podcast. If you're new to this podcast or want to be notified about more episodes just like this, then click the subscribe button right now. I'm your host, Amelia Hay, and I'll see you next week for another episode.